So I want you to stand to your feet though. I'm about to read a passage of scripture. I want you to stand up in honor of God's word. How many know that uh, actually the Bible that we read, people died so you could read it? People literally died so you could read it. And um, Jesus laid down his life for you. Are you with me? Excuse me. Joshua chapter 1 says this. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aide, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant, he's dead. Bad news. However, now, then, you and all these people, get ready. Someone say, get ready. Get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about. Someone say about. I am about to give it to them, to the Israelites. I'll give you every place where you set your foot. As I promised Moses, your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, the Hittite country, the Mediterranean Sea in the west. And no one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Be strong. Someone say that with me. Be strong. Someone say very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Don't turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. And then, someone say then. Then, 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 then. He's given him amazing promises, but then you'll be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Father, we just thank you for this moment and this time. God, I come before you as your son. And I see in front of me is a whole bunch of sons and daughters. And so, God, they came to church this morning and they need something from you. Many of them came in perhaps dry or discouraged. But, God, I'm asking that you would breathe on them the fresh breath of life that only you can do. God, I'm going to talk, but would you do the rest? Lord, would you put miracles in this house and on this house? in minds and hearts and lives. God, wherever people came from on the journey of life, God, uh, where they're running from you, may their eyes open, may ears open, may hearts open today. I believe for the very touch of God right now upon this place. Let's pray this prayer together. Jesus, speak to my heart, change my life, renew my mind, fill me with your spirit. In Jesus' name. And everybody said... High five three people. Tell them, glad you're, glad you're here. Thank you, worship team. I don't know if you're much of a politics person. Um, they say if you don't want to um, offend people, don't talk about religion and politics. And so I thought I'd talk about both. Um, <laughs> today. Um, obviously, there's a whole bunch of effort and energy into lots of different people from the Republicans, Democrats, doesn't matter who you root for or go for, um, 
to become the next president of the United States of America. Uh, I heard a comedy station say recently, uh, it's 11 months till we get there. Uh, sorry, 12 months until we actually vote for that person. So really no one's listening for about the next 11 months. Uh, so then we start to pay attention. I think sometimes the church maybe does a bad job talking about politics um, because uh, we're called to be salt and light and salt uh, actually influences culture. That's what it does. And um, so sometimes maybe three weeks, two weeks before a presidential election or something like that, we talk about politics and we may even suggest or uh, slightly hint at who you should vote with and vote for and all kinds of stuff. Um, so I would rather do it and say it at a point where you're not that emotional about it yet. Does that make sense? So it's a year from now, and uh, you're not that bought in right now. So I'd rather talk to you about it right now when you actually have maybe some rationale and thinking to you uh, instead of what does my dad vote for, what's my pet issue, what's my pet problem, uh, all this kind of stuff. And so I, can I just bring up a scripture on the screen today? Proverbs, uh, the book of Proverbs says this. The book of Proverbs says there's a miracle in the house. <clears throat> well, let me read it for you and then we'll go. We're here. Hallelujah. Um, righteousness exalts a nation. Righteousness exalts a nation. What, what exalts a nation? What exalts a nation? Righteousness. Righteousness in, in moral standing. moral and, and where do we get those from? You have to get them from somewhere. And so as, uh, if you're a follower of Christ in here, uh, I think you should vote. Um, I'm not going to tell you who to vote for. Um, there's way bigger issues in the world. Politics will not solve the world's problems. Only Jesus will. Uh, the problem of the heart is the, is the heart of the problem. Um, but understand that God sets up government. God sets up leaders. God sets up presidents and so forth. And sometimes Christians, we're kind of apathetic about it. We kind of go, oh, well, God's going to set up whatever he's going to set up. No, if you just... Uh, if you uh, step out of the way of your God-given responsibility, which is to try and influence culture, then actually you'll find that everyone else is going to influence culture. Does that make sense? And there has been an anti-God movement within America, I believe flowing through uh, all, both parties, Republicans and Democrats have problems. How many know that? Major problems. Um, however, there is a major anti-God movement within one of the, one of the movements within within one of the polit political parties. And that's just a fact. That's truth. It's anti-scripture. Are you with me? So why you're not emotional about it, all stirred up about it and so forth, I want you to think about it, pray about it, um, and then just be wise about it and say, how does a Christian vote? Are you with me? Does that make sense? Have I offended you yet? Good. Even if I have, who cares? Huh? I want to give you a statement today that sums up my whole talk um, and I think is, is just absolutely critical for you living the life God's called you to live. And it's this one statement. For you to live in the promises of God, the promises of God must live in you. Hear that again. For you to live in the promises of God, the promises of God must live in you. Hear it again. For you to live in the promises of God, the promises of God must live in you. For you to live in the promises of God, how many want to? 
right? See, unlike politics, unlike the, the fact that you and I get disillusioned with politics because we have leaders that make promises and then don't fulfill uh, their promises. And so that kind of causes us to be many times disillusioned, not want to vote, not want to do all these kinds of things. You've got to understand these are mere men trying to do their best. However, God has made exceedingly great promises in His Word for your world, your life, your family, where you're going. There are promises for you. Can I get an amen? amen. However, there are promises, but I found that there are always conditions to meeting the promises. God is not a man that He should lie. The Bible says, nor the son of man that he should change his mind. Malachi 3 verse 6, the scripture actually says that I, the Lord, I do not change. Hebrews 13 verse 8, Jesus says, uh, the scripture says, Jesus the same yesterday, today and forever. The promises of God are for you. However, it is important that you meet the conditions of the promises. Don't blame God when the promises of God don't come true in your life. Don't blame the Lord. I was serving God. That's good. But were you walking in the promises of God? Are you with me today? Um, it is a great passage of Scripture for us to start in Joshua chapter 1. Here's why. Because they have tried to enter the promised land. Through Moses, the children of Israel, they tried to get in there. We read that a few weeks ago in Numbers chapter 13. They were about to go into the promised land. They send out 10 spies, 12 spies, 10 of them come back. And the promises of God did not live in those, in those 10. What came out of them was negativity. What came out of them was we're grasshoppers in our own eyes. What came out of them was we see ourselves small. We can't do it. What came out of two of them, Caleb and Joshua, they had a very different spirit and what what their spirit was, we can. And the promises of God lived in Joshua and Caleb and Joshua and Caleb inherited the promise. How many want to be like Joshua and Caleb? Right? I don't know about you. I want to go to heaven. Jesus has promised me heaven, but I don't just want to go to heaven. I want to live in all of the blessings God has for me. I don't think that's too much to ask, Lord. Are you with me? And so it is critical for you and I to understand that God has made exceptionally great and exceedingly great promises, the Bible says, in your life. However, there are conditions to the promises. Are you with me? So let's read back the text a little bit and I think you'll find some good lessons. Verse 1 says this, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. In other words, get over it. In other words, new season, move on. In other words, you were in one stage of life. Have you ever got stuck in a stage of life? I have. I remember when I first left college, I was like, oh, I want to be back in college because college was fun and college was amazing. And I was, I don't know. And then I had a real job. And I thought I worked hard in college. And everyone that was in college is like, oh, you can't believe how hard I'm working. Welcome to the real world. Okay, when you get in the real world, you're like, oh, college was flipping easy. Where's college? And I, and I no longer was playing tennis. I was missing exercising. I was doing this sales job. I was getting my teeth kicked in on a regular basis. People were just saying, no, no, no. And I, and I came in with confidence. I was just like, people don't like me. What's wrong? Are you with me? Yeah. And so I remember going, oh man, I want to be back in college. 
But that season was over. And can I be really honest with you? Sometimes some of you may have to just put something to death. You cannot live in the promises of God with what if, what could have been, I should have, if only I married that one, if only I did that thing, if only I'd done that, if only, if only, if only. If you live in the land of if only, you will bring it with you. And God shows up to Moses, Joshua, and they could have had a pity party for years. Moses is one of the most incredible leaders in all of Scripture. And he's like, Joshua, he's dead. Move on. Like, what do you mean? So yesterday's mistakes, last week's mistakes, guys, they're done. Last week's, last week's mistakes, ladies, they're done. They're over. There's nothing you can do about them now. The promised land is in front of you. Actually, it's not just in front of you, it's today. Are you with me? My daughter, um, she often says to me, she's four and a half and, her, and, and Benny is almost seven. And she, so she's like, Daddy, am I ever going to be older than Benny? Because she sees it like as, as a thing that like, hold on. And, and then she's like, Daddy, um, after six, can I turn 10? I'm like, that's not really how it works, darling. And, and she's like, Daddy, but um, you seem to grow up so big. I'm like, well, that's because it took a long time. Are you with me? And so she is four and a half, but she wants to be another age. She wants to be where she is not. Have you ever wanted to be where you are not? And you wait your whole life until one day, one day when I finish college, one day when I get married, one day when I have kids. Oh, one day when the kids are out of diapers. One day when they're at school. Oh, one day when the high school. Like, oh, I didn't want them in high school. One day, I wish I was back here. One day, man, it'd be so nice if they're in the baby stage of life again. You know, it'd be great when I pay for college. You know, it'd be great when the kids are out of college. Oh man, they're having issues in college. Wouldn't it be great one day when my kids get married? Wouldn't it be great one day? And you live in the land of one day and it's like Disneyland. It's far, far away in a land, far, far away. I want to tell you today, the promises of God are actually now. They are today and you and I are either living in them or we're not. Because to really live in the promises of God, you have to activate faith on a Sunday on a Monday, on a Tuesday, on a Wednesday, on a Thursday, on a Friday, on a Saturday, every day. Are you with me? And our challenge many times is coming out of a faith and church environment and leaving this place, but we're going to the same thing. You came into church, you got inspired, you're going back to the same mess you left in the kitchen sink. And you're pumped up about the promises of God. You're like, yeah. You go back home. The house is a mess. In the same job. In the same relationship. You're in the same place. But you need to look at it in a different way. Are you with me? Then he says to them, and he says to Joshua, be strong and courageous. Someone say, stop whining. Be strong and courageous. I've never met someone who loves life, living the Zoe abundant life that God has for them, and they're a whiner. They're whining about the past, they're whining about today, whining about their job, whining about their money, whining about everything. The wine's got to go. I'm not talking about alcohol. 
Are you with me? Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. And he gives them these exceedingly great promises. But then he says, here's the conditions of the promises. I remember years ago when the Lord began to really actually get turned on for the things of God about 18 years old. And God began to just... um, show me some things in my world that I felt like I'd be doing in years to come. It began to show me me speaking in front of people. Began to, I began to see it in praise and worship time. I'd spend time with him. I'd be praying and I'd see it again. I'd see it again and so forth. And uh, I'd meet, uh, you know, I'd hang out with some young Christians and they'd be fired up. And they're like, one day, one day, I'm going to do something great for God. One day. Sounds like Disneyland. One day. Far away, we'll go to a place and then we'll be happy. And God shows you vision and God shows you dreams and God shows you pictures of you actually making a difference and so forth. But can I tell you, you can't get there if you don't embrace faith in the day. Because listen, you may be called to preach in front of a million people, but you never get there unless you start preaching to one. You may be called to have a thriving, absolutely ridiculously successful, uh, flourishing business, but you need to walk in the one day. How many want an amazing marriage one day? Guess what? That day is today. Are you with me? And I believe that living in the promised land is not a land far, far away in a place that, that almost you never arrive, can I tell you, you need to activate the promises of God today. This message is going to be practical. You might have heard it before. You might be like, Pastor Anthony, I know this. I don't care. I want to know how good are you at doing it? Because I've been a pastor for years and it's only been recently that I've actually started walking in certain promises better than before. I have preached John 10.10. I was on the radio at Liberty University and we had a three-minute little spot called Abundant Living with Anthony Fleming. (laughs) Really. There was music and it was kind of like our 99.1 or something like that. And then there was this three-minute little spot and it was called Abundant Living. And that was my key verse. John 10.10. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I've come that you might have life and have it abundantly. But you learn to walk in the promises of God daily. The promised land isn't far away. It's today. What do you mean? Let's talk about that. Are you ready? Okay. Getting ahead of myself, but let's keep rolling. Here's what scripture says. Keep this book of the law always on your lips Meditate. Someone say meditate. Meditate on it day and night. Someone say day and night. Did it say just Sunday? Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Sunday will impact your world. Sunday it'll get it in your mind. Sunday it'll get it in your heart. I I consider Sunday like this. When you come to church, when we used to uh, have church and then go home as a youngster, my mum would would, would cook a, a really nice meal on Sunday. It was kind of the big meal of the week. 
And we would eat the big meal, and we would go, man, that was good, mum. And I kind of consider Sunday church like having the big meal. It's been prepared, someone's been praying over it, someone's been thinking over it, someone's been meditating on it, and there's an aroma about it, and it feeds you, and it's good. But if you only eat once a week, you're in trouble. You eat one good meal a week, like, oh, pasta, that's awesome. I'm like, what about Monday? You need your oatmeal, you need your eggs, Monday morning. Are you with me? He says, meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you'll be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Can I say this? Don't focus on the giants. Don't focus on the problems. Don't deny them though either. Admit they're there. You do have giants. I have giants that are in my land and I need to take out those things one day at a time. And they are on the edge and the ledge of entering into the promised land, but they won it one day at a time. And you will win an abundant Christian life one day at a time, not one Sunday at a time. Are you with me? So let me, let me talk to you. Let me, let, me put, let me give you this phrase. Make them part of your day every day till they become part of your way. Make them part of your day every day till they become part of your way. That's the power of meditating on the Word of God, not just reading and having a devotional time, but meditating on it, thinking about it, praying it, applying it to your world. Are you with me? Colossians chapter 3 says this, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Someone say richly. Richly means I have an abundance and it overflows and I let it dwell in me so long it becomes part of me. And actually if I let the word of God dwell in me and, and flow out of me, it'll just start feeding other people. You got so much, you just give it away. You got so much, you just, here, have this little thing. Have that little thing. And people are like, oh, man, I love hanging out with you because I, I get a crumb. I get something. I get a morsel. I get like a bit of steak from you. It's just like, oh, that's good. Why? You let the Word of God dwell in you richly. Let it make them part of your day every day till they become part of your way. I'm trying. Someone say Monday. Monday. Monday's coming, isn't it? Okay. This message, what I really want to try to do in this message is motivate you, inspire you to say, okay, there are parts of my world where I do not live in the promises of God. And these may be enlightened to you, hopefully, as I speak. Monday, how many for you, that's work. Just put up your hand, that's work. How many excited about work? Okay, about uh, 22% of you. Monday's coming though, but Monday is a spiritual Sunday. Do you know that every day that you have, it is a gift of God? But if I view Monday as the suckiest day of the week, and I say it, 
and I think it, and I'm driving to work thinking, gosh, I hate my job. How many know you cannot live in the promised land with thinking like that? Why? You cannot live in the promises of God and be a whiner at the same time. You cannot be a happy person and be whining. I know, this is radical. Someone say, preach it. Okay, for Monday, for you, Proverbs 22, 29 says this. This would be a great part to just take some notes. Proverbs 22, 29, it won't be on the screen. Proverbs 22, 29 says, Do you see a man diligent in his business? He will serve before kings. He will not serve before obscure men. Hear that again. Do you see a man diligent in his business? He'll serve before kings. He'll not serve before obscure men. What if you went to work and thought to yourself, I'm going to be like a diligent man and I will be faithful and loyal and on time and early and I'll work hard. Why? Because I don't want to serve before obscure men. I want to serve before kings. Does that make sense on Monday? You might get up and say, God, man, it's Monday. But if you take a little coffee inspire yourself but then you say God today is a gift therefore I'm going to appreciate today today is a gift and every day is a gift for me Monday is actually my day of rest I take rest on Monday and so for me on Monday I actually intentionally on Sunday night and Monday I literally think of these scriptures a couple of times at least first Peter 5 7 says casting all of my cares upon him for he cares for me Casting all, God, I give you every worry, concern, responsibility, give you every sin, give every weight and substance that I am carrying right now that I'm not meant to carry. And so I cast it and I practice casting upon him. Jesus said his yoke is easy, his burden is light. But guess what? You've got to walk into that promise. But then I come back from work and then I'm a father. But I found that there's a hat or there's a promise for me being a dad. Are you with me? Psalm 128 says, Bless is the man who fears the Lord, that walks in his ways. You shall eat the labor of your hands. You shall be happy, shall be well with you. Your wife shall be like a fruitful vine in the heart of your house. And I pray for my wife, pray for a heart, pray for a soul. I literally pray that. Man, I've prayed that scripture for 10 years over my marriage. And man, I see it coming to pass. See, to me, that's walking in the promises of God. This may not rock your world, but let me tell you, you'll be blessed if you do it. You might come home and your attitude sucks. Sorry if if that offends you. Sorry, your attitude stinks. Some people, I don't like this church. Someone else is like, I like this church. Whatever. Your attitude stinks, but you say, God, I'm going to walk in the promise of God and be thankful for today. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. And that is actually walking in the promises of God. I'm a husband. I have a great wife, beautiful wife. How many of you know we've never had a fight in 11 years? (laughs) Feisty Portuguese girl. Okay. Um, I have a pretty strong opinion sometimes myself. But I need to walk in love. And I found just because I'm a pastor, that doesn't come naturally to me. Naturally to me is selfish. Naturally to me is, what about Anthony? Naturally to me is, what is she doing for me? What, what has she done for me lately? 
what have you done for me lately? Right? You might find yourself on Tuesday or Wednesday, you're anxious about something. You're anxious. You're stressed out. You're just like, ah, oh, this is the way my mother was. This is the way I am. This is the way I am. You will not walk in the promises of God for your life if that's your mentality. You cannot have a wilderness mentality and walk in the blessings and the promises of God. You have to renew your mind. I promise you, you have to renew your mind. You can say, I used to be anxious about everything. But now, now I will not be anxious about everything. But with prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving, I'll present my request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard my heart and my mind in Christ Jesus. Are you with me? You may not have as much joy as you want. You may not have as much joy as you want. And so that might be a Thursday prayer for you. Man, I'm joyless. I'm dry in my spiritual war. Man, I'm, I'm, I've got a lot of morals, but I don't have a lot of joy. That means you're dry in your Christian experience, dry in your Christian walk. And you, you begin to walk in the promises of God. You begin to say, God, I thank you that the joy of the Lord is my strength. Father, I thank you that in your presence is fullness of joy. And so today I activate faith and I step into your presence and I come in and I need the joy of the Lord. Are you with me? You might need to hear God on a certain day of the week, on Wednesday. That is my day when I am doing sermons and, 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 and wanting to hear just the nudge of the Holy Spirit. And so on that day, I, don't just, I can't just walk around and say, Oh God, you never speak to me. You leave me. You forsake me. How many know you're going to have a problem with the pastor pretty soon? But I do activate. I literally activate the promises of God. Psalm 32 verse 8, one I have quoted for years, I will instruct you teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. Saturday and Sunday for me, Saturday night and Sunday morning, these are church times. And you might have come to church this morning. And here's the funny thing. You were either walking in the promises of God coming to church or you probably weren't. What do you mean? The Bible says it was good I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of God. And that might have been in your attitude. And that might have been your spirit. But it might have been, oh, I don't want to go to church this morning. But you need to flick on the truth of God's word. And don't, don't, you can't behave according to your feelings all the time. Feel it. Ladies, hear that again. <laughs> you can't behave according to your feelings all the time. Actually, I've found men, we're just as bad if we're really honest. Men are grumpy and... <laughs> she doesn't mean me <laughs> she means you <laughs> whoever you are I actually think I'm a pretty positive person <laughs> but can I tell you when you come into the house of God the devil's fighting you on the house, of, uh, sometimes just on the way to the house of God. And you've got to walk into the faith and into the promises of God as you come to the house of God. Thank you, God. I'm going to get something from your word today. Thank you, God. I'm going to give something. I'm going to encourage someone. I'm going to be a blessing to someone. I'm going to be a friend to someone. I've come to get something, but I've come to give something. 
I'm coming into the worship time. and I'm not just going to go through the motions, God. I'm going to enter your presence with thanksgiving and praise, and I'm going to receive something from you. I come to the house of God with hunger. I'll say, God, I need something fresh. I don't know about you. I need something fresh every day. I need something fresh. And my prayer for our church is every time you come in, if you'll come in with a hunger, I promise you, there'll be rain in the house for you. God will give you fresh bread if you come in with a hunger. God, if you come in expectant, God will give you something. But you've got to activate that faith. The promises of God are not a a year from now. They're now. Are you with me? Hope's with me. It's always good to have the hope on your side. In the, prayer, in, the, in the praise and worship time, that's an important time for you to feel and sense the presence of God. You may not feel it and sense it every time, but you activate faith in that time. I'll throw this thought out again. If you come late every time, you're probably, it's probably taking you longer. Why? Because you're already beating yourself up that you're late. Or maybe you're not. I think that's weird. But anyway, <laughs> um, in the, the message time, activate faith in the message time. When you hear the Word of God, the Bible actually says that it profited them nothing for they mixed it not with faith. And you can come and hear the Word of God for t- 20 years and not activate faith in that time. And the Bible says in the book of James that you'll be like a forgetful hearer of the Word. You're like a man looking in the mirror and forgets that he needs to shave. It's not a fact that it's no shave November. In the giving time, in the giving time, do you activate faith? What would be faith? 2 Corinthians 9 verse 8, God is able to make all the grace abound in me. So that in all things, at all times, having all that I need, I will abound in every good work. Thank you, God, that my God shall supply all my needs according to His riches in glory. Are you with me? That's activating faith. But you can miss those moments and you miss those moments in your own heart because perhaps you're giving by guilt and you don't even realize it. Oh, I have to give. If you feel like you have to give, you're losing fact of the fact that Jesus has given you everything anyway. The very breath that you breathe, Jesus says that's a gift. In Him we move and breathe and have our very being. And you might be a young person in here, a high school person, college person, and actually I would say even when you're studying, there's a promise. Even when you go to a party, there's a promise that you can walk in. Don't be influenced by everyone else. Believe God that you're going to be the influencer. And you turn on faith, actually. And I found there is faith to turn on in almost every aspect of my life. And if I do that, guess what? I am walking in the promises of God. Is someone getting anything this morning? It's deep if you do it. What I'm talking to you about is really deep if you do it. I need something deeper, Pastor. I've given you everything. This is as deep as it gets. Walking in the Word of God, in the light of God, in the promises of God, in the commands of God every moment for every day. That's deep living. 
right? That's me living in the promises of God, the blessings of God. My promise is today. In John 7, 38, he who believes upon me from his belly shall flow rivers of living water. And I got to step into that every time I preach. And you got to step into that. And I got to step into that every time I'm in an environment where it's time to invite someone, time to bring someone to the house of God. Thank you, God. You're going to move by your spirit. Are you with me? Can I get the worship team to come back? There is a promise for your life on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Question is, are you walking in it? God has made promises. Are you meeting the conditions? He's not a politician. He doesn't make these silly little promises. He's not going to fulfill. But he makes promises. And it's up to us. To walk in that. You may not be experiencing the joy. Let me, um, I was so encouraged. Uh, last night I got together with a great couple in our church and <clears throat> they were just sharing kind of their story on, uh, just really came out of um, just party scene and so forth. And, um, but been coming to church for about a year and almost a year every single week. And, and um, but just been great at, really great at inviting um, you might as well come here, come here, come here. You might as well meet my daughter because she's making so much noise. Um, hey, how you doing? Hey, do you want to say hello? <laughs> and, you know, it's like lollipop, ice cream time. No, darling, she's six months old. Aren't you? Yeah, I love you. And I was really encouraged just by them that, um, <laughs> thank you, Hope, that they were um, just inviting different friends and so forth. And so many of their friends have been coming to church and just been like, man, I just feel something fresh in here. Man, there's life in here. There's something going on in here. And so many of their friends have come to the house and literally like guys and girls like cry when they come. And why? Because there's, there's something fresh in here. There's something fresh. But you're going to make sure that you keep stepping into faith so that there's something fresh for you. And I've got to keep stepping into faith because there's something fresh for me. And I just thought of this. You know, when Adam and Eve fell, there was one tree in the garden they couldn't touch. And there was probably hundreds, if not thousands of trees that they could eat from. There was one tree, don't jack with the one tree and the devil deceived them and they fell and humanity fell at that moment. But now I feel like we live in a world where there's not just, there's not like there's one bad tree. It's like there's a thousand bad trees, but there's one good tree. And you and I have got to choose that good tree. And it's, isn't it interesting that Adam and Eve rejected God on a tree, but a man by the name of Jesus died for you and me on a tree, said yes to you and me on a tree. And I just want to talk to someone that maybe you've been searching for life everywhere else. Book of Jeremiah says in Jeremiah 2 verse 13, it says, my people have committed two sins. They have dug themselves waters. They have forsaken me the well of living water and they have dug for themselves wells that do not satisfy. 
And I want to tell you that we serve a Jesus that satisfies. We serve a Jesus that forgives and heals and wants to do something so radical and awesome in your soul. He has a promised world, a promised life for you. The Bible actually says in John 10, 10, the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy. But I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And so today, many of you, you might have been eating from all kinds of different trees. And for some reason, you thought they were so attractive and they were so good. And it all like roped you in. You're like, man, this was good. But after a while, you'll find if you keep eating that apple, you find there's worms in the apple. And you're like, I thought this was going to be so happy and so satisfying. And you found that you dug for yourself wells that did not satisfy. I just want to call someone today, whether you were drunk and high last night and living a life that's so contrary to what you know is right. Man, you might be here like, man, I'm not much of a church person. I just want to invite someone to the well of living water. His name is Jesus. And if you will put your faith and trust in Him, man, He will allow you to drink that water and it will change your life. But let me challenge every Christian here. Listen, you and I drink of that well, but we're going to keep drinking of that well. We're going to keep drinking of that well. We're going to keep drinking of that well. We're going to keep activating His promises for our world, in our spiritual world, but in every area of our life. So friend, if you're here today and you feel far away from God, I'm going to invite you and uh, and just pray a simple prayer. But I, I pray from the bottom of my heart that that prayer becomes a prayer that changes your world. If you've been digging in all kinds of different places, I pray today that the Holy Spirit would just do something so you could drink And the Bible says that that will become a well that wells up into eternal life. All across this place, eyes closed, head bowed. This is an important moment where you ask yourself a simple question, Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me? I might know the promises of God, but I'm not living in the promises of God. I'm not activating them in my daily life. I might be in one area of my life, but am I in the different areas of my world? And just begin to allow the Spirit of God to say, this is how you apply the Word of God to your world right here and right now. But if you are far away from God, if you feel like you're far away from God, if you've never said yes to the one who said yes to you, we're going to pray a simple prayer in a moment. And that prayer is a moment for you to say, God, I, I need what you have. I've come up all dry. I've come up all empty. And I'm asking you to fill my soul. So let's pray this simple prayer together, Jesus. I need you. I open my heart to your word, to you. I've done many things, Lord. But this day, I give them to you. And I ask you, forgive them. Cleanse me. Change me. From this moment on, may I never leave you. May I I know you. May I follow you for the rest of my days. Make yourself real in me right now. Hey guys, Pastor Anthony here. Hope so much that this message just impacted your life in an amazing way. If it did, feel free to share it on one of the social media outlets. And if it really impacted you, feel free to also email us at connect at churchalive.com.
www.thebrand.tv. Stay connected online and on our website. We'd love to have you. See you soon.